It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Where'd I go? There I am. <laughs> Hello. It didn't work like I wanted it to. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. Uh, my name is Elon. And it is Friday. It is so much Friday. But welcome. Uh, so yesterday we had some uh, issues with the internet. And after an extensive uh, research all of my morning, I found out that uh, MSI decided to install a program on my computer that made my internet up speeds very low. Like it went from 800 megabits to like 0 0.04. It was very disturbing. Uh, but nonetheless, we made it. We're here. We did it. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit of an unusual show. With that said, though, with that said, also, I made this work and now it doesn't work. With that said, uh, remember, uh, I have a new saying. It's that we live in a vibes based economy. So since we're since we're streaming on a Friday, we have to live up to the Friday vibes. So you guys know who Mufasa is? Not the Lion King guy, but this guy. Mufasa, let him know. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday then, it's Friday, Sunday, what? It's Friday again, it's Friday, Sunday, All right, that's enough of that. Happy Friday, everybody. I threw a cup. Uh, so, before we get on to our topics over here, before we get on to the recap, we uh, we need to we need to we need to go through some business. No wait, no 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 no. You guys go away. Uh, we need to go through some business first because there are a lot of things that happened between yesterday and right now that we need to go over. You feel me? First of which, and this was breaking news a couple hours ago, is if y'all check your emails, if y'all check your emails, uh, there is an update on a certain event called Evo. It's on your emails. Not tweeted, just in your emails. Check it out. Evo Japan 2023 is right around the corner. Don't miss a single update, blah, blah, blah. We hope you're all excited about Evo 2023. We're working hard on the lineup announcement show premiering February 10th, 2023. Be sure to follow us on our social channels for more information. So, Evo 2023, February 10th, which is, what, like a couple weeks away, right? Where is that? It's one, two, three weeks away from today. Three weeks. Uh, so that is the reveal show. My assumption is after the reveal shows over, they're going to be like, and uh, the, uh, the pre-registration and hotel blocks are live now. And then everybody's going to, uh, like everybody rushing to get tickets and stuff is going to break everything that has ever existed. Um, two weeks of CEO, damn, I'm planning on going to CEO this year as well. So we're going to be busy this year. We're going to be busy this year. Uh, along with that, a little bit earlier in the week, last week, Speaking of breaking, uh, we got we got this thrown at us on the Twitterverse. Check it out. 
Oh, oh, I don't. Am I gonna get demacked for this? Uh, audio jungle. Audio jungle. Audio jungle. I gave up on the audio jungle. You guys hear the KI theme right there? May 26 through 28, once again at the Renaissance in Schaumburg. Killer Instinct. It's happening. No days off. Damn, dude. Also, shout out to uh, Besteban. Esteban the Besteban. But here is the games list. For those of you that... So, I'm, gonna, I'm pausing the video here. This is the games list. Uh, before you guys try to count everything, there's 29 games in here. <laughs> there's 29 games in here. Including, if you look at the very bottom left, Vampire Savior. What the hell kind of tournament... Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. I'm thinking of Vampire Survivors. No. Vampire Savior. Vampire Savior is a great game. That's Darkstalkers. <laughs> I was thinking of Vampire Survivors. Like, how the hell do you run a tournament for Vampire Survivors? <laughs> uh, no Rumbleverse? Dude, I don't think Rumbleverse can work offline. That'd be crazy. Um, but hella games, hella hype, hella vibes. Oh, come on. Big ups to everybody who worked on Fresh to Death. Register now. Now, here is the thing with Combo Breaker. As soon as this came out, and we were all warned January 16th at 10 a.m. that this is what was going to happen. And this tweet came out on January 16th at 10 a.m. At about 10.15 a.m., on January 16th, uh, the Renaissance Hotel was already sold out. <laughs> you, it's really funny because before the, it even got announced, I tried to look at the hotel to see if I can book it off of the, the room rate. Nope. In less than two minutes, the double beds were gone. In less than 15 minutes, the entire hotel, the main hotel, uh, was booked. Last year, we went to Combo Breaker. Are we going back to Combo Breaker this year? The answer is yes. I got myself a room. We're going to be doing the show again, most likely. Not 100% sure written in stone, but Rick and I are talking. Uh, we're going to be doing another show live from Combo Breaker this year. It's going to be a hell of a good time. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, 
I, I even asked Steve if he wanted to go. So I don't know if Steve's going just yet, but if by some miracle happens, Steve will be with us as well. We can do a run back of last year. It'll be great. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, and if we don't do the show, I'll figure out a way of like streaming something from there, right? We'll, we'll do something. We'll do something for sure. So uh, I was fortunate enough. Well, I was unfortunate enough to be sick <laughs> that Monday morning. Uh, and so I slept in. I didn't even go to the gym. I usually have my gym sessions in the morning on Mondays. Didn't even go to the gym. Woke up 9.59 a.m. Immediately went to the hotel website. Got a hotel. Immediately went to start GG after that. Got into the mystery game tournament and got into all the games I wanted to get in. So whoever was looking out for me, whether it was Lord Umbasa or the universe or whatever, thank you. Thank you. So that's that. Combo Breaker 2013 will be there. We'll be there 100% for sure. Evo 2023. Oh, did I say Combo Breaker 2013? I meant 2023. <laughs> uh, Evo 2023. I plan on being there. We'll see what happens. No, um, no, no promises just yet. But we'll see what happens. Um, either way, I cannot wait. Now, before we get into the, other, the rest of the show, I also want to do a little bit of a segment where we talk about me. Because I'm important, damn it. So... This is, uh, this is the part of the show where I'm going to tell you about what's going on in my personal life and everything outside of fighting games. And I have a couple of things. Uh, first, I was sick this week. It wasn't very fun. I feel a lot better now, but it definitely was not fun this week. I've been watching... I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm not a big anime guy, but I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I'm hooked. I'm really hooked. I'm on the, the third season, I guess. It's like whenever, whenever they're in like the, the Japantown. And they're fighting like the 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 killer queen. And there's like the guy that folds paper, like that's where I'm at. And there's the fl- the floating, the, the floating uh the floating photograph of the old man going around. <laughs> it's if it's really really funny and hilarious. I'm a big fan, uh. But I'm hooked. I don't like it as much as the previous seasons because the art style is so weird, right? Like there's a huge art style change. And I prefer the older art style, but everything else is super cool about it. I'm a fan. Uh, what else? Uh, I've been learning KOF 15, right? Because KOF 15 is the one game I don't think I can speak on intelligently on this show. So I'm making a, a point to learn it. And I'm also starting to learn, again, DNF Duel. Because uh, I want to be able to speak about those games to you guys. So uh, got that going on. And... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. So that's that's what's going on in my life. Thanks for sitting through that. Now, ladies and gents, it's time for us to get into the actual show. The actual, actual show. And you guys know how our show starts? Hit, hit me in the chat. How do we start our show usually? And now you might be wondering, what's this blue cap with the R-E lettering on it? Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the Weekly Recap. Well, this isn't what... Things are falling apart over here. There we go. Ladies and gents, welcome to the Weekly Recap, where things break and I have to put them back together. We're starting with the Street Fighter League 
the US edition, or as I like to call it, the everyone else edition. Uh, because there's more people than just the US. <laughs> uh, and we start off with CLG defeating the Dominican Republic group, the Puerto Rican group, the Red Roosters. Uh, just a kid taking it over Mono, Filipino man taking it over Ajax Fidelity, and the big upset is the Lord Hot Dog 29 defeating Chris CCH. So big ups to CLG Gaming, CL Gaming, I guess, uh, for the big defeat, earning themselves 30 points. Next, Panda Global defeating Endemic with a big old return from the brink through PG Punk, no longer PG Punk. Uh, Endemic Gamer B took over JB, Knuckle Dude took over Lord Nephew, and then Punk beating both IDOM and Shine to guarantee them a very close win. So big ups to uh, Panda Global for defeating Endemic. The standings for the US uh, Street Fighter League. Bandits all the way up in the top. Lord Bandits, the Dominican Republic group, along with Nasser, with eight wins and one loss, carrying 265 smackaroos into the finale in the next coming weeks. Endemic running right behind them in second place. UIU, previously doing terrible last year, now up in the middle of the pack, standing in third. Uh, CLG Gaming, this big win takes them up to the fourth place. And Panda Global and Red Rooster are fighting it out. Just five points apart for who's bringing up the rear. You feel me? Now, this wasn't, this wasn't the only thing that happened this week. We do have a light week on the recap. However, let's take things over to Europe. Let's get some good old European Street Fighter V. The Salt Mine League Season Finals happened last week with the four fills. The Lord going to Capcom Cup, now taking Salt Mine League with the big number one coming in front of the Reichman's Barnet and the 16-year-old prodigy Ending Walker winding up in third. Lord Jammers, hashtag not just a commentator, bringing up number four, uh, bringing up fourth place. Mr. Wolf and Sualio sharing the fifth place spot. And Gecko, Geeko, I'm sorry, and Akainu from France sharing the number seven spot. So, the four fills takes his third Salt Mine League title. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our very, very short weekly recap. I did that right. I also just realized I forgot to take off the <laughs> the the uh, the doobly do on the other thing, uh, the ticker. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was our recap. I stuttered a lot. I'm having some stuttering problems today, uh, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get through it. Let's get to our topic, shall we? Because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. The first of which, as you can see right up here, Killer Instinct broke again. If you recall, a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month or two ago, uh, Killer Instinct's ranked mode was not working because people had hacked the ranked ladder. So every time you tried to log into ranked mode, you were never able to get in. 
So people were delegated to playing lobbies, and that was about it. That was quickly fixed by Lord Microsoft and Lord Killer Instinct, whoever's working behind the scenes over there, were able to fix it. And now we got some problems again. Instead of me trying to tell you about it, why don't I let the man, the myth, the legend in the KI community, Nikki, tell you about it? Here he is. If you play Killer Instinct on Windows 10, then you may have noticed that you can't play any of the characters that you have bought. This is an issue going on with the Windows 10 version of the game. The Steam and the Xbox version have had no issues with this. It's just on Windows, and it's very strange. As you can see here, I'm in the game, I'm in practice mode, and the only character I have available to me is Jago because I've unlocked him through Shadow Lords, and Tusk, who is the rotating free character of the week. Some, keep, some people have uh, Orchid as well because she is also a character that you can unlock in Shadow Lords. And I've also had reports of randomly some people having Shinhisako and Eagle. But that's it. And no other characters are available for play on Windows right now. Something is very wrong. This greatly affects the game because a majority, I would say the majority of the Killer Instinct player base is on the Windows platform now. And the majority of Xbox players have shifted over and we don't have that many players on Steam. So this is a big deal. I'm not sure if this is a Killer Instinct issue or if this is something related to the Windows Store. But either way, a lot of the players can't even access the game right now because they can't play their characters. The rotate. Thank you, Nikki. So for those of you that don't know, that's Nikki FGC. You can follow him on Twitter at Nikki FGC, or you can go to YouTube and look up his YouTube, Nikki FGC. He's got some cool videos. He's, he's very good at delivering this kind of information. So I'm a big fan. And I love, uh, the one thing I miss is like seeing him put on makeups and makeup and stuff when he was in like top eight for Killer Instinct. So I hope we get to see that stuff again. So with this happening, things were, things were a little difficult for people playing KI. However, once again, out of the shadows came Lord Microsoft and Lord Killer Instinct and dropped this on Twitter earlier this week. Team has deployed a fix, and we have verified Killer Instinct is fixed. All characters back, stats, KI gold, etc. This was a KI service issue started two days ago. Thanks for helping Flag and apologize for the. Thanks for helping Flag and apologize for the interruption. Please retweet and let us know if this is fixed for you! Exclamation point. Uh, this was on the 18th, so it was two days ago. So, another example of a game that is. Beyond its years at this point, right? Like, this game came out in 2013, I think. And it's still running, still doing well. And even when things break, it's still being supported. So, big ups to whoever's running uh, the Killer Instinct stuff over at Lord Microsoft or at Lord Iron Galaxy for keeping the game running, man. Because, yeah, like, that would have been really frustrating. The only way I can play through is uh, through Windows 10. So, if I didn't have that, let's rip Killer Instinct. So big ups to them. This is this is you know you know it's like uh, strike two, three strikes, and you're very good at fixing issues, and the uh, community should appreciate that more. I'm kind of dreading talking about this, but we're we're gonna have to talk about it, right? Let's talk about the drama because it is never ending on both for, on every front. So uh, for us to talk about the drama, I'm gonna toss it over to uh, Elon, who's up there. Uh, Elon, take it away. I was pressing the wrong button. Elon, take it away. 
Hey, thanks, Elon, from down there. Um, they don't feed him very well. Uh, so here's the sitch. Here's the sitch. Before we get to the Arturo stuff, there's been another development in the Panda versus the Smash scene. Even though it isn't Panda versus Smash scene, it's it was Alan Bonet's actions versus the Smash scene, and then everybody went over or went for Panda the organization, which was very unfortunate. So the last couple of members from Panda have resigned from Panda earlier this week, and it was Esam. And Giuna and a couple other people uh, have formally announced that they are no longer with Panda or being supported by Panda, which is a shame, right? Like, Giuna, I'm a big fan of his content, right? Uh, I have plans of interviewing him and getting him on the show somehow. Um, you know, Esam, he's been, you know, the he's been in the Smash scene for freaking ever at this point. So it's very sad to see uh, that. And it's also very sad to see a lot of other people who worked behind the scenes over at Panda are uh, trying to find their next step, and that's very unfortunate. If we take it all the way back, you know what? Hold on. I think I think we need need just a little bit of a little bit of this. It was just too quiet in here. Now, if we take it back to when we when this was a fresh issue, the big issue was Alan Bonet, who was the CEO of Panda at the time was allegedly strong-arming events in the Smash community to join the Panda Circuit, right? Which was the official Nintendo Circuit. It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and it turned into an Allen versus the rest of the Smash scene type of thing, right? The bad side of that was that since Allen is a representative of Panda, everybody started going for Panda the organization. So people who had nothing to do with anything we're getting harassment or harassed and death threats and all this other bullshit. So that's never okay, right? It got so bad that, you know, uh, a lot of people started leaving Panda because they didn't want to deal with it or they were unhappy with uh, Alan as a CEO. Uh, Alan had his interview, uh, which I still haven't seen, uh, mostly because at this point it's over, right? Uh, Alan divested from Panda. So my hope was that since Alan divested from Panda, that Panda would be able to return and be able to continue on just with some better leadership. Maybe better leadership is not, well, yeah, with some better leadership. Um, however, that wasn't the case. Once Alan left, uh, Panda kind of uh, stopped, which is very, very unfortunate. Uh, and it hurt a lot of people who had nothing to do with anything and just happened to be very unlucky getting stuck in the middle of all this, right? Now, remember what I said, a lot of people were just stuck in the middle of this, lost their jobs, lost their source of income and everything. So it was very sad. It was very sad for everybody involved. And the fault of one person doing some shady shit, like led like this angry mob to just attack people who had nothing to do with anything. So it's very bad for the FGC that Panda as an organization has stopped. They're still there-ish, but like all everybody's leaving. Um, so it's bad for the FGC in general. It's bad for the Smash scene in general because you know they, at the end of the day, they like the players who were playing the game were were there for that, right? 
it's a it's a big loss for everybody involved right because you know they were they were trying to go the content creator route and that was helping that was supposed to help build more awareness towards the ftc blah 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 something came out a little earlier this week that has upset me a little bit about this whole situation genesis which is uh, a big tournament in the smash scene unveiled a a magazine that they have called majors and it was the last issue and in this issue of majors was this photo that is a that is a panda hat set on fire now once again i think people being upset with alan is 100 percent valid right however being upset at people who had nothing to do with anything is absolutely not valid so putting something like this on an issue I don't think it's I don't think it's the most uh, tasteful thing ever. As a matter of fact, I think it's very distasteful. So especially again, the one person that fucked it up for everybody is gone. And there are other people there trying to pick up the pieces and this kind of stuff doesn't really help. So uh, it's unfortunate and it's getting petty in a way that makes everything look bad. Now that, you know, the evil has been uprooted let's go back to being supportive and raising everybody up and trying to get everybody elevated as elevated instead of punching people down so honestly it does kind of like i see the i see what they were trying to say but i think in wake of a bunch of people losing their jobs and stability and all of the people that work behind the scenes who had nothing to do with anything i feel like that's disrespectful to them i could give i cannot give Two shits about Alan Benet. I don't care. But the people that were involved with everything, um, those are the people that are hurting. And I don't think they deserve to be hurt, which is very unfortunate. Speaking of people that are hurting, I'm hurting. After following yet another bit of uh, FGC drama. I don't think it's drama. You know, well, let's, let's dive into it. So, for those of you that uh, are unaware, right before the new year ended... Maturino came out with a statement against Arturo Sanchez, NYC Furby, saying that he is no longer a part of Maturino because he mishandled funds and they're still investigating blah, 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 making art look really bad. Arturo's response was then to get on a stream with Rob TV to help him present his side of the argument. Through no fault of Rob TV and no fault of Arturo, the stream didn't go great, so it made things look worse when it was supposed to make things look better. After a lot more time and a lot more research has been uh, done, a lot of people are coming out in support of Arturo, including players and tournament organizers, which, according to other people, were going to come out with stories against Arturo. So we're in this thing where we're now we're in this thing where one side took uh, took the opportunity of this announcement to try to present information and try to uh, and like try to push an agenda in a way right now things are being pushed the other way and I'll give credit where credit is due a big help to help frame everything that's gone down has been fanatic fanatic put together two videos specifically I think the the later of the two videos is the most helpful but fanatic put together uh, two videos that explain the situation, shows why the situation is happening, and then shows why the situation 
is not what we think. It's very interesting because, you know, as soon as you see something like Arturo mishandled funds, especially coming from like, you know, the the esports backdrop or like the the company logo uh, of information, you kind of take it, you kind of take their word for it. And now that more information is coming out, the reaction from the community, I think, was a little bit too quick, right? Which is why last week I said we have to uh, we have to implement a new philosophy here on Best of Five, and it's called letting them cook. So we let them cook. So essentially, all of this was happening, and it turned into a lot of he said, she said. It turned into people who weren't involved trying to get themselves involved, not for not necessarily like out of malice, uh, but more like to like try to help but it wound up not helping anything and it wound up making things worse. So we just had to let it cook. Now, all of this information is coming out in support of Arturo and is showing that mishandling funds from tournaments wasn't what everyone assumed it was, which was stealing. It was him trying to pay everybody out of his PayPal. Now, why was he taking money from Maturino into his PayPal? Apparently, and this was admitted to by all parties who are now fighting or whatever, Maturino sometimes don't work so good. Instead of trying to get people to sign up to Maturino, instead of trying to deal with the issues the website has, Arturo would pay himself out to then throw the money to the players. However, with how much work Arturo was doing, it became overwhelming to the point where he needed some help to get everything settled. So it was very malicious of Maturino to put out that statement. I don't think the people writing it necessarily had malicious intent. However, uh, the post from Maturino became very malicious because of lack of context and because of the wording chosen. Arturo had like people from Maturino knew Arturo was doing this for a long time. The way things were worded, it made us assume that Arturo was stealing money when in fact it was mishandling funds was he got overwhelmed, right? And I'm very happy to hear that it's something like that instead of stealing uh, because I'm a big fan of Arturo, man. I think Arturo has done a lot for the scene, but even putting me aside, right? Let's try to approach this from a non-biased situation. It, se it seems very like uh not counterintuitive maybe counterintuitive like you know how you have your gut feelings about someone and how like how you know somebody cares about the shit they do uh and they wouldn't screw it up i have that gut feeling about arturo where like he does the stuff he does for everybody and he does not want to ruin it that very much like bubbled up inside me right and it, you know it's 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 difficult to discredit Arturo after everything he's done for the scene for so long. So to see that was heartbreaking. And because it came from a company like Maturino, for some odd reason, it made it way too easy for us to just take their word for it. And now it's coming out that, you know, it was not good. <laughs> the Maturino's word was not great. Yeah, and uh, Nako, Nako brings up a very good point. Because of uh, this is an era of online scams, it's too easy to believe that something like this could happen. I think the damage that has been done, it's reaching farther than anything Maturino could have done in the sense that I think from the way this looks, uh, we all remember the call that D 
the nicest from the New York scene and Lord Bifuteki had, where they presented information of Arturo stealing money, blah, 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 all this other stuff. When now it seems like that was not the case. Uh, there were a couple of times where some people in that call were, I think, trying, not necessarily, push an agenda is not what I mean, but I think they were taking the opportunity to, like, get revenge in some way, right? But again, we didn't know any better. All we had was Maturino's word, which we took for granted, and all we had was their word. And their, the ending of their statement was that TOs are going to come out with stories that are going to corroborate everything we're, we're saying. Now, no longer. I do want to mention this. Oh my god. Hold on, we're not ready for this. <laughs> no. Let's go back to the chill music. Sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. We're not ready for that yet. We're not we're not going that hard just yet. Now, uh Where was I? I I've completely lost train of thought. Tekken te crazy Tekken music went crazy. Uh Here's the thing. I I want to say I want to say this. I'm giving credit to Fnatic for the videos that he put together because they're very well put together. It presents all of the information and all, presents all of the facts and evidence to corroborate everything that Art has done and is saying. And there's another uh, there's another person on Twitter who has also been helping like show receipts for everything uh, to come to Arturo's uh, defense, which has been really cool. However. Everything else Fnatic has been doing <laughs> in regards to this, I think, has been hurting more than helping. Uh, so maybe he just needs to remap the dash button. I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, like there was that stream with Rob TV and Fnatic yesterday that kind of didn't do anything for anyone, but just made everybody look bad. Like, it, it, And like, again, I put no fault. For some odd reason, Rob TV is kind of getting attacked for like trying to put Arturo down when like that was not the case, right? And I think that's what they were going to talk about, but it just kind of that, that it it didn't come across how they intended it, and it came across as very damaging to all parties involved. I just feel like Rob TV is kind of getting the shit into the stick for trying to help, and that's unfortunate, right? And this mentality of like harassing someone on social media is not good, and I think that needs to stop. But anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Because I'm not involved, we're just looking at it from the outside in. And we're covering this because this affects the fighting game community, right? Like, Arturo is a big name who helps run a lot of tournaments in the New York scene. Uh, other TOs in the New York scene were kind of shitting on Arturo, which has now caused this really bizarre, like, rift in the New York scene of, like, it's... It's like politics, like there's like the Arturo side and the not Arturo side when we should all just be on the same damn side and just trying to get back to normal. Um, but I think this all stems from this. This all stems from this. I think Maturino was trying to save their own ass with what was happening. Yeah, so, okay, so before I, before I get into what I was saying, Mean Scene uh, is talking about how spooky disassociated himself from Arturo. That is because a lot of people thought Arturo was team spooky there are fgc zoomers who don't know who team spooky is now <laughs> i probably shouldn't say that because it's like it's not an age thing so i mean 
What I mean is there's a lot of people who are new to the FGC who don't know that Arturo and Spooky are two separate entities, right? And that was damaging Lord Spooky. Lord Spooky was getting a lot of shit for no reason. So I think Spooky did that to separate himself, to let him be back in his own corner of the internet. Uh, but anyway, all of this comes down to this. The issue between Arturo and Maturino should have never gone to social media. The fact that Maturino did caused a lot of damage to Arturo and to the scene, right? And caused a lot of damage to themselves. Instead of handling this in a private matter and then reporting on that after the resolution, just coming straight out with it because I think they were trying to save their own asses, didn't do anybody any good. So as of right now, Net pot or net negative for everybody. The FGC, Maturino, Arturo, the New York scene, Twitter, everybody. Yeah, Nako is saying like that's credible cause for Arturo to pursue libel. I don't know anything about anything, so that's not for me to to say. But the the big the main issue is it's become this war of sorts where like you have one side who was trying to port arturo down and now that arturo has been vindicated now the side that's with arturo is trying to put the other side down where it's like ah oh, if you know you said x y and z when it wasn't true and now you need to apologize does arturo deserve an apology Yes. Is Arturo completely vindicated? I have no idea. Right? I have no idea. I'm on the outside of whatever this is. From the evidence that's been presented so far, my my view of it is that, yes, Arturo mishandled the funds. However, it's not what was implied, which was stealing. It was just a man getting overwhelmed and trying to get back to uh, get back on top of everything. And it made a lot of sense, right? You guys remember right before this all happened and towards the end of last year, a lot of people were concerned about how much Arturo was doing. It's it's a shit situation for everybody involved and everyone around it. I'm happy that at least we're back on e even footing. And it's kind of weird that Maturino hasn't said anything. The only thing they've said is that they announced a new partner and then they withdrew an announcement of a partner because they tried to partner with an NFT company that's very clearly a scam, even though they say they've vetted it. I looked into it. They're using assets from uh, a like a, a licensing thing for $12, and their game uh, requires money for everything. So that whole pay-to-earn thing, you're going to spend way more money than you're ever going to get. It's a scam. Um, because they give you the idea that you're going to be earning money, and... Instead, you're just going to be spending money. Uh, so, yeah, not, it doesn't make them look any better. Uh, and the fact that they put this out right after this whole thing is even worse. Um, but, yeah, either way, they withdrew the thing and they were like, whoops, sorry. But, like, why why'd you do it in the first place? I think that's all I'm going to say on this drama. Because, like, at this point, the ball's on Maturino's court to present whatever they're going to present. And I think they were trying to investigate and put together something a little bit stronger so that they can present it i hope if not then Ooh. everything that's happened beside this is awful and the direct a direct uh what do you call it 
uh, a direct symptom of how shitty social media is and how shitty everyone using social media is. Until Maturino comes forward with this, I think it's better if we just go about living our lives and just go back to normal. They're going to do whatever they want. This isn't me telling Arturo to not do anything. This isn't me telling anybody to do anything. I'm just saying for us here at Best of Five, and by us, I mean me, we're just going to keep going. Anywho, let's talk about more happier stuff, shall we? Because we got some new releases and we got some new updates that came out this past week, and we're going to talk about them. But in order for me to talk about it, I need to throw it to Elon, who's over there on the uh, the top right side. So, Elon, if you would, uh, take it away. Move over there. Go for it. Hey, thanks. All right. So, let's talk about Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse on Tuesday came out with a mid-season update. And in this mid-season update, they included quite a few things that were actually pretty, pretty cool. Um, let's take a look at the roadmap that they released. And it's almost the end of Season 2 now. Uh, this is the release from Rumbleverse. We got the Quads game mode, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. We got the new Roar family of moves. We have a hell of a lot of new items, including the Brooms. We have a new crate, the golden crate, and we have the sauce-covered chicken, the big golden stamina drink, and the star cookie, along with a new perk called Guts, which uh, lets you do a little bit more damage if you're lower on life. That is the mid-season update by the books, and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, guys, quads mode is so damn fun. Uh, I got to play a little bit with uh, automatic and with 56k, uh, with uh, even Keats joined the party at some point. It was a hell of a blast. Here is uh, what it looked like from Lord Automatic side. So, Rumbleverse is in a pretty good place now, right? It, it was a little bit tough after the first midseason update from season one, uh, but now that after a lot of uh, a lot of tweaking and after a lot of changing, uh, Rumbleverse itself is in what I believe a way, way more fun state. And the fact that we had trios earlier this year, which is by far my favorite game mode so far. And now we have quads. Quads is just a cluster, a fuster cluck, if you will. Uh, it is just chaos on top of chaos on top of chaos. And it is so fun and so silly. Just having, just having like a bunch of people just fighting it all out. And there are some moments that are so cool when you have all four people working together to like combo one person. It is some of the most satisfying stuff I think I have ever experienced in a game like this. So I cannot wait. I don't have Rumbleverse music, so we had to settle for... All right, oh, we had to settle for Tekken music. What did you want the Did you want the Street Fighter Battle Hub music? <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think I have any. I didn't have the the Rumbleverse music queued up, so I apologize. But um, either way, the whole thing is new update to Rumbleverse. They tweaked a lot of stuff. Uh, the final ring now works differently, so it's not just dead air, right? It's not just a bunch of people waiting for other people. The ring moves. So it makes things a lot more active. They changed 
they changed the sumo slap so sumo slap isn't as toxic as it was right because it doesn't wall splat anymore and i was very worried about it not wall splatting uh because that was kind of how everybody used uh sumo sumo slap but now it knocks you down it does less stamina damage but it does more damage damage so i think something that i really really appreciate about heats and about the way iron galaxy approaches things is that they are very symptom or they're very like cause conscious right if there's something that's not working they approach the cause instead of just fixing the symptoms right uh and that's what's really and that's what i think is super bizarre uh like for example like making sumo slap not knock down or not wall splat rather was i thought the wrong thing to do and make, giving it more damage and less stamina damage, I thought was the wrong thing to do. However, they got it completely right. Sumo Slap is still super fun to use when you have it, but it's not like a complete necessity anymore. You feel me? The new set of moves, the roars and everything, uh, are unbelievable to use. They're super duper fun. They're super duper fun in the uh, in the quads mode because you get to buff all your teammates, right? You, it's like you're playing uh, support role. When you're using it on your... Uh, in Solo's game, it still gives you that buff and it gives you a wall splat, which makes it very, 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 very usable. It is unbelievable. Um, it's like it, it feels very thought out. It's like Street Fighter 6. Everything feels so thought out and so perfect because it, it genuinely, I genuinely thought something like this was going to be too crazy and it wasn't going to work, but they did it. They made it work. And it's been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be playing a ton more of this. I've been playing a ton more of this. Of this, uh, And I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping I get some more... Uh, some more... What do you call it? Oh, that's me dying. Yep, perfect. Oh, no, it's not me dying. It's automatic saving my ass for like the 80th time. Uh, I'm going to try to stream some of it. My, my goal for this year is to stream a little bit more and stream a little bit more me stuff. So I'm going to try to stream some uh, some of our games because they're unbelievably funny and they're unbelievably fun. So big ups to Iron Galaxy, big ups to Lord Keeman, big ups to Lord Keats. I threw, I made a title for Keats and I threw it away because it was on the back of a napkin. Um, but big ups for everybody over at Iron Galaxy and working on Rumbleverse. It's been a hell of a lot of fun and I cannot wait to do some more. That's it for Rumbleverse. I'm super happy with everything. It looks super duper fun. It's been super duper fun. I'm going to try streaming it. Hopefully, I'll be able to stream some of it this weekend. We'll see what happens. Let's move over to our final topic of the night, our final plan topic of the night, if you will. And that is the new King of Fighters update. And we're going to have to go to Elon down on the bottom right. Elon, on the bottom right. Take it away, will you? Hey, what's up? It's me, Elon, on the bottom right. Let's talk about KOF 15, Season 2. Whoa, I did not plan this out. The music is now starting for KOF 15. Uh, so, KOF 15 on Tuesday, same day as Rumbleverse. They're competitors now. Uh, released a huge and astronomically gigantic season two patch. So, uh, we got to we got to finally experience uh, King of Fighters season two. And like I said, I've been trying to play more uh, more King of Fighters so that I can speak on these a little bit more. So I feel like I can finally speak of these. Uh, speak on this. The big thing that I think was a good takeaway for this patch is that K 
characters who were ridiculously overpowered or characters who were too easy to play. What I mean by that is like characters who had the one big button that made things extremely, extremely easy have been toned down a little bit. Other characters have been toned up a little bit. It basically made it so that more teams are viable, right? One of the big, big, big issues with King of Fighters this year, uh, for those of us that were at EVO, is how many times we had to see a damn Cronin do a DP into a DP into a super. It feels like everybody had a Cronin anchor on their team, and that character got a lot for very little. And that character got toned down. They're not terrible. They're still very, very viable. Uh, but I feel like they, the characters that were so widely used got toned down just a little bit. And the characters that weren't so widely used got toned up a little bit. So it feels like there's a lot more variety. It feels like there's a lot more, um, a lot more viability for everybody. And a lot more freedom for people to kind of play how they want, right? Because at the end of the day, the way, the way teams were going is it was basically be Janet. Uh, for a battery because she has very, very safe pressure, and then Cronin as an anchor. So, uh, we've seen a couple of clips of Lord Shaohai. We've seen a couple of clips of other people already doing some pretty insane stuff, and it's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty crazy so far. I can't wait to keep playing. Sadly, however, the matchmaking issues on the Steam version of KOF 15 are not fixed. Matchmaking sucks on PC. It's terrible. I don't know how it is on the consoles, but I can only imagine it's better than PCs, right? Um, anyway, this is the trailer I wanted to show last week, but I didn't get a chance to because I downloaded the incorrect trailer, so apologies for that. Uh, here it is. Uh, I'm not showing any audio from it. We're just going to see it from, uh, from the visual perspective. Uh, another character that just got released as well is... This guy, Lord Shingo. Shingo has, is pretty fun to play. He's kind of like, he almost feels like uh, a Rio, but wacky. He's got like Rio's moves, but he's pretty wacky. There's Rio. Um, he he feels very fun to play. I did a little bit of his trials. Uh, he's got some pretty cool OTG stuff. He has a hell of a lot of range. He's got some pretty crazy full screen confirms. Uh, if your opponent is lacking, it's pretty wild. He, yeah, that jumping fist is an overhead. It's very annoying. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, learning him has been a lot of fun. He's been pretty cool to pretty cool to to look at and uh, pretty cool to fight against. Uh, especially when people kind of depend too much on his flip kick, and then as soon as you start DPing his flip kick, people don't know what to do. And they kind of crumble. It's very fun, but yeah, all of his all of his attacks feel way more meaty, and I don't mean meaty like the the technical term. I mean like they there's a lot more oomph to them, I think, than other characters, which is very interesting to me. Uh, maybe it's more screen shake. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but he just he's just got a little bit more oomph to him, you know. Anyway, look at this super, and then the headbutt. Now, along with Lord Chingo, we also got this announcement. Oh, well, we already knew about Kim, but he's got a motto now. Look at that. And Sylvie Paula Paula's coming back. All the eyes 
are back. And Najd. Uh, Najd is returning. Along with secret character number whatever this is. And secret character number whatever this is. Uh, we got two extra characters. Now, something to look at is this is called a fight pass and not necessarily... Well, let's go back to that. Let's take a look at that fight pass, shall we? Uh, this is called a fight pass and not a team pass. Before, in Season 1, they had team passes. Now, it's fight pass. Um, so, I, it looks like uh, they're slowing down on the, uh, on the number of characters coming. Uh, at least in Season 2. But at least we have something going until the end of the year once again for Winter 2023. The interesting thing is the cross-platform stuff. I cannot wait to see how that comes out because... My hope is that that will finally unbreak the damn matchmaking issues that we've been having on KOF 15 on the PC. Maybe adding the crossplay is going to completely make that go away. And I hope I am right in saying that. One other thing that we forgot to mention as well before we go into all the other stuff we need to talk about. And by all the other stuff we need to talk about, I mean I, I'm out of topics. Um, is the rollback. We're going to stick to, an S to SNK games, but Sam Samurai Showdown promised us rollback, embraced the rollback as it was in their trailers, uh, in January. And here we are. January is about halfway, well, almost a halfway done. We're in January 20th. We got 10 more days left, 11 more days left, whichever one it is. I don't know. So where, where's, the, where's the rollback? We were promised some rollback. Dang it. Uh... There's been just radio silence. Uh, as far as I know, SNK hasn't said anything about it. Nobody's heard anything about it. It's just been, I think SNK is just hoping people forget or they're working hard on it too hard to let everybody know what's going on. So my hope is that in the next couple weeks we'll get it, but who knows, right? It's SNK. All right. Well, those are all the topics that I had written down for last week. Uh, for our final, 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 final topic, plan topic, uh, we're going to take it over to the original Elon, who's on the bottom left. Uh, so, Elon, uh, I hope you have all your information, because I don't. So, good luck. Uh, here you go. Have fun. Hey, what's up? It's me, the original one. Uh, I wanted to mention this because this happened earlier this week, and I don't think we would have been able to talk about it if we had the show on Thursday. And it is rollback for Guilty Gear Revelator number 2. Do I have Guilty Gear music? I do. I do have Guilty Gear music. So, uh, as we know, Guilty Gear Rev 2 had an open beta for rollback netcode. And that beta has since ended. Finally, we got word. Because I feel like everybody's just modded it at this point. So, it feels like everybody's been already playing Revelator 2 rollback. Well, Revelator 2 rollback is out now. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Man, I, you know what? I had a pretty sick Kum Heyun. Evo 2016, I eliminated a couple of sponsored players in pools. It was pretty sick. And then I lost terribly. But yeah, no, uh, oh damn, that's awesome. I had no idea that it was already out. Damn, maybe I'm gonna have to play some Rev 2 this weekend. She. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, speak, you know, Blue, you're right. Yeah, Strive also announced that they're having the crossplay beta for the Xbox version of Strive. So if you're an Xbox player, if you're an Xbox player and you've been playing by uh, alone because uh, because Xbox didn't have crossplay, now you can join the party. I forgot about that. That's absolutely right. Completely forgot about that. Blue, did they did they give a date for when that beta is? I feel like it was soon, right? Xbox doesn't have the game. Oh, 
Well, that explains a lot then. Does Xbox really not have the game? Wow, that's crazy. Um, February 3rd through 6th. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Well, congratulations to Xbox. Finally get to play a video game called Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, I wonder if it's going to run better than the PlayStation version. Oh, it's an open beta for everybody. Oh, interesting. Dude, I'm excited, man. You know, like, everybody's been... I feel like as long as I've been playing video games, everybody's been wanting crossplay, and now we're finally getting it. Finally getting it. Who would have thunk you could play with your Xbox buddy on your PlayStation or on your computer? Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do this today because I don't have the patience to set it up. But in the future, we're going to have, like, some more relaxed streams where we get to hang out and just watch some shit. I specifically want to watch... What was that show Justin Wong was on? The Ultimate Gamer, where they made him drive and he didn't know how to drive? And he almost broke the set? I want to watch that show. I think it's called The Ultimate Gamer, right? I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, I, I do want to have a viewing party for that so we can take a peek into, like, late 90s, early 2000s culture. <laughs> and, <laughs> and to watch Justin Wong ram a truck. WCG Ultimate Gamer. Okay, and I just really want to see Justin Wong ram a car into a, a truss holding up a finish line. Because I'm a big Justin fan. So seeing Justin, seeing Justin, who's so good at everything, struggle with something is like, ah, makes me feel a little human. Let me, before we sign off, let me ask you guys this. You, you guys that are here hanging out with me, first of all, know that I hella appreciate you guys. Here, here's, here's what I'm going to ask. I'm getting to a point where I have the production of this all set up and pretty. And I have a little bit more bandwidth in my schedule. What else do you guys want to see on this channel? I feel like I can sit here and play some video games and that's fun. There's a part of me that wants to do like a content watch along where we just look at YouTube videos and stuff pertaining to FGC or not pertaining to FGC. Um, I do want to go back to movie night at least for one night because we need to watch the street fighter 2 movie we need to watch the street fighter 2 movie it's the one steve likes i, I need to see if i can bring steve on because steve specifically when he brought up the street fighter 2 animated movie he specifically brought up a scene where apparently chun li takes a shower and it made me question about steve's uh mental state a little bit uh, i'm talking about the animated one pathos the the john claude van damme one is amazing but i don't think it's on amazon prime unfortunately uh classic 1970 not cool we watched we we did that for we did that for a little while but unfortunately i couldn't do it anymore <laughs> it was too much for me to do on a monday night uh we watched what was it we watched jackie chan's uh drunken fist or drunken fighter the original one not the 1990s one but the 1970s one and then we watched, um, dude, five, uh, the the Five Venoms is good. Uh, we also watched uh, Shaolin with Jet Li. And we watched, what else did we, oh, we watched 13 Assassins. 13 Assassins was badass. Drunken Master Pathos, thank you. Yeah, we watched 13 Assassins. 13 Assassins is straight up my favorite movie. And I'm really happy we got to watch that. Uh, instead of floundering for a couple more minutes, uh, I think I'm going to end the broadcast. However, sometime during this week, if you guys follow the Twitter, at best of v show we're gonna stream we're gonna do some more stuff i think i'm gonna do some what do you call it some uh 
Come on, brain. Some Rumbleverse this weekend. I want to play some Rumbleverse. I want to start logging my my improvement with KOF 15. If anything, just to have it for myself. Oh, Frosties! Okay, Blue, is that this weekend or next weekend? Next weekend. Okay. I forgot about Frosty. Frosty. I wanted to go, but unfortunately the cards just didn't line up. Um, another another tournament that I have signed up for and already booked a hotel for uh, this year is Texas Showdown. So we'll be doing, well, most likely we'll be doing a show or a show from Texas Showdown. I'm already talking to Javi, so hopefully we'll I'll have more information on that soon. The final Arc Tour, Arc Reaver World Tour spot. Oh, Frosty is the final spot. Got it. Okay. Oh, there's no last chase qualifier? Damn. It's time for me to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. For chilling. For being with me for this show that unexpectedly had to come on a Friday. For those of you that don't know, you can go to bestofvshow.com for all of our socials. Uh... Uh, and you can even, you know what, I'm so, like, something that it still blows my mind is if you have an Alexa, you can say, hey, Alexa, play the latest Best of V Show episode, and it will play it, because we're on Amazon Music <laughs> and Audible. So if you like, if you like audiobooks, delete all of them and get our show instead. That's it for me, everybody. Y'all have a good weekend now. And we'll be back with more sometime this weekend. Keep an eye on our Twitter. I'm going to tweet out. We're going to be playing some video games this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool? All right. I'm out of here, everybody. Thanks. Catch you all on the next one. Peace out.